Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Team Never Quit podcast is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. When you use the Navy Federal Cash Rewards Card, you can earn up to 1.75% cash back on all purchases. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. I don't care about red or blue anymore. We're here. We're $31 trillion in debt. The problem is in front of us. I don't, I, I don't care which administration did it. There's a point in time we'll be paying more on the interest of the debt in the next five to 10 years than we pay on our defense budget. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the TNQ podcast. I'm your host, Marcus Luttrell. Every week, it's my job to fire you up, to ignite the legend inside of you, and to push you to your greatness. Join me every week as I take you into my briefing room with some of the most hard-charging people on the planet. They're going to show you how to embrace the suck of life, teach you the values of working your ass off, and charge through whatever life throws at you. This is the Team Never Quit Podcast. Podcast. So buckle up, buttercup. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Team Never Quit Podcast. Thank you all for listening, watching, viewing, and subscribing. If you haven't yet, please show your support by hitting that like button or check us out on social media at Team Never Quit. All right, I am thrilled to introduce today's guest to you, a true American patriot, one that you all already know, a distinguished veteran, a successful businessman, and if you didn't think that was enough, a newly appointed politician. Welcome to the show, our former co-host and now United States Congressman, Morgan Luttrell. Sounds, sounds strange to hear that come out of your mouth, nephew. <laughs> <laughs> and I heard something the other day, too. Formal. That the, the difference between, there is a difference between a politician and a leader. Politician and a statesman. Yeah. There is substantial, absolutely substantial difference. I can't remember what we were watching when I learned that, but it made a complete sense. That's why I'm bringing it up. What it, is the difference? What is it? Uh, you don't want a politician in there. No, you want a leader. Politicians are make everybody happy. Yeah, they 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 play to the position where statesmen represent and lead their constituents. They polish shit up to where it looks okay. Yeah, it's somewhere not, in that word has to have come from that, right? For sure. Hey, hey I, when people call me a politician, I, I cringe. It's just a couple of months. Same ago. way with the hero title. Yeah, Man, that's more of a leader. Because yeah. a couple of months ago, I, was, I wasn't. I was in Willis the other day doing my first town hall, and and it, it got aggressive. And uh, <laughs> some of the things that they and again, the base is amazing. You know, they're very they're very passionate Christian conservatives. So mm-hmm. ever at one point, I was like. Hey, you do realize I'm from here. <laughs> I was like, what were they pump, being aggressive pump the, about? Pump the break. Every, it's politics. Everything. Politics is aggressive. It doesn't even matter what you're talking about. I mean, there are the, the hot button topics that everybody will 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 really get aggressive on. But then there's and then varying levels. And this one, we were talking about January 6th. Mm. Um, this particular question came out, and uh, they, you know, we around here are very passionate about that. Yeah, you know, they wanted answers. 
and I and I didn't have the answers that they wanted. I haven't had that opportunity. How could you, yet. man? If our and people, you were there. Are, dude, if our people are climbing the damn walls, that's what that was. Our people are so f- upset and freaked out about they were climbing the damn walls. Mm-hmm. You have an answer for that. We well, we were we were busy fighting those two wars. We got I, back trying to figure that out. Now I ask people if you've ever been in a mob setting, if you have ever been in inside the bubble. What they say? Uh, most people have it, right? You and I have, right. and there's an energy that lives, and once it's, it's it grows, and you, if you become a part of it, you maybe find yourself in a situation that you're like, "Hey, I didn't intend to be here. This is where I'm at." Yeah. And there's, you know, there's there's varying degrees of complexity when it came to January 6th. And I've seen a lot of the videos that you see from the D.C. police one once I was elected, and you know. It, I'd say 95, 99% of the people there got caught up in that, just that movement. And then you had the nefarious actors that were peppered through the crowds. And I, I, I give the DC police so much credit, you know, some of the videos that I saw and this, this, this makes people upset all the time when I say this, but you know, the DC police did an amazing job of restraint because there was, there were certain situations that they were just, they were really getting, just close to death mm-hmm. and never in history has an, you know, that, that was an unarmed mob and the, the police, did, there was only one shot fired, you know, and that was where the Alamo was, you know, with Ashley Babbitt and as sad as that was, they didn't have another choice in my opinion. And I, and the restraint for the DC police, I give them so much credit because a situation that you and I've been overseas, if they have escalated that much, there have been rounds going downrange, you know, because they were in fear. The Alamo fell today, by the way. Today's the anniversary? Today's the anniversary of the Alamo. Oh. Um, that's interesting. Yeah, it's so crazy. Cause but it, it, it just, it still resonates. I mean, that was yeah. a few years ago, but people are so patchy because they still have the January 6th rioters that are in incarceration in Washington, right. D.C. And I'm doing my best to get the information to them. And the, 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 the criminal justice system there is, you could say, broken. <laughs> um, and they don't allow access to the, to the prison. So even as a congressional member, I can't get in there. I can request information. but There's uh, still people in jail? Oh, yeah. I didn't yeah. realize that. Oh, there's people in jail that, are, that, that haven't had an arraignment date yet. I mean, it's that the due, seems... it's the breakdown of due process. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's clear in the Constitution <laughs> to do that to them. It, it is. And when, the questions that I've asked, and there's some, there's some members that have been up there longer than I had that had the opportunity to speak to some of their leadership inside the, inside the prison system. And it's apparently it's the Washington, and I don't know this because this, this is what I've been told is it's the bottleneck of the system itself. They're so overwhelmed with just the caseload and the January 6th folks are just in the, in the pipeline and they're steadily trying to, but DC is a, you know, you can argue a dumpster fire. I mean, they, they, they voted, yeah. they wanted, Everybody that lived in D.C. to have the right to vote, even if you were a Chinese citizen working for the Chinese mm-hmm. government, if you were a Russian citizen working at the Russian embassy, you had the right oh, to vote. Like, I, I wasn't like, up there on that day, but I, I know what it looks like when someone's holding a grudge. Is it a? F- and a lot of that looks like that. Are they in a federal prison or? Mm-hmm. Yeah, federal yeah. prison. Yeah, because it was on federal grounds. Mm-hmm. Federal crime. Someone trying to get somebody back for doing something. That's what that is. That's so crazy. Golly, I don't, oof. Okay, so I, one of the questions I've been dying to ask you, because I know a lot of people, there's just misinformation about, Mm -hmm. is what can a congressman do and what can't they do? What is your role as a a congressman? That's that's really a great question. And you have to understand, as a congressional member in the lower chamber, what does that mean? Lower, so the House is broken into two chambers, the lower chamber and the upper chamber. Senate is the upper chamber. 
Mm -hmm. right? They're they're judiciary, more or less. There's 50 of them. I'm sorry, there's 100 of them. Two per state. Two per state, I'm sorry. And then there's 435 of us. And then there's... there's Always? Always. Always. And then there's eight non-voting members, like from Guam and Puerto Rico and Dominican Republic. What does that mean? They they have representatives in the House of Representatives. But they don't have a congressman. They don't have... No, they do. They have a member, but they're they're not voting members because they're not states. Okay, so, so they just have opinions. There's four hundred. They answer to their base, but they're territories. They're not states. So four hundred thirty-five state representatives in the lower chamber, which is so. Do they have their own Congress. government? If they, if and they, if they can't vote or anything. What, what, what is that? Well, they're yeah. So they're they know they represent their territories. The states. Okay. Like we represent our states, but when it comes to passing laws and legislation, they can't. They're not voting members. So the territories have their, their, they're governed on their own, but that's what we provide yeah. them funding and we, we claim them as a territory. They have representation in the I mean, house. We protect them if someone tries to right. attack. Right. That's right. all that is. <clears throat> yeah. So as a congressman, my job is to pass legislation. That's it. Period. I can't. And this is where there's a misconception and, and depending on what's happening at the time, some members have gotten themselves in trouble saying, Hey, look, I'm, I'm going, I'm going after and they're going to jail. Mm-hmm. I can't say that. It's, 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 it's not my fiduciary responsibility to, to charge somebody with a criminal act. Mm-hmm. My job is to hear testimony mm-hmm. of anything that may be broken or fixed and create legislation and pass bills that fix problems. That's my job, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever that may be, whatever, legisl- whatever, whatever piece of law needs to be passed, the lower chamber makes that happen. Another role and responsibility of the lower chamber of, of Congress is we control the purse strings. We control the money, mm-hmm. right? We provide funding for all of our appropriations bills, the, 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 their allotment for that, and for that year, mm-hmm. okay? And right now, this past year, the omnibus bill, everyone is familiar with the omnibus bill is just a bunch of stuff together, just thrown together, okay? It's just legislation from a civil rights thing or green new deal to gun rights. Mm-hmm. It's just a hodgepodge of, of we in the Republican party. We don't like omnibus bills, right? Because it's, there's just no germaneness to it. You know, I could be pushing something across for defense and then somebody's going to throw in a transgender issue. Yeah. Right. It's just off the charts. Well, in the last omnibus bill that passed for 1.7 tree and that paid for everything in 2023. Okay, so right now the Republican Party, since they're in control of the lower chamber, not the Senate, but the, the lower house, mm-hmm. that means that we are just kind of have our hands tied until October 1st, the beginning of the new fiscal year. Where we can say, all right, hey, look, you know what? You want money for your social programs? Secure the border. Mm-hmm. Or we're just going to take it right away from you. And since, they, and since Biden signed in the bill last year, everything's funded. Like the 87,000 IRS agents that we repealed in – on this year, our first mm-hmm. vote was to repeal 87,000 IRS agents. Okay. That'll go to the Senate. The Senate has to sign off on it. And then it'll go to the president for signature. The Senate will kill it. We don't own the Senate. The Democrats do. Right. Okay. So even if we pass legislation out of the house, and it goes to the Senate, the Senate most likely will kill it. Now, if you pass it to the Senate, let's say the Senate pushes it. The president can say, I don't like it. And he can veto that. Mm-hmm. But come October 1st, we can stop funding to those 87,000 IRS agents. And then that's, what's going to, that's, what's going to stop because right now they're still ramping up on everything. Mm-hmm. So passing legislations and controlling government money is what congressmen, congressmen and women do. Mm-hmm. That is our primary role. 
Now our reach, if you will, is well, I walked into the Conroe VA and they're still mandating masks. Mm -hmm. um, talked to the secretary of the VA, Mr. McDonough, the next day. Great guy. Great man. I'm going to tell you right now, I respect, respect. He was, he was Obama's chief of staff, longest serving chief of staff. Very fascinating guy. Had a great political career. Uh, I reached out to him. He actually came to my office and sat with me and chatted. Um, and I said, hey, sir, it's still mandating masks in, Con in my VA. My veterans don't want this being treated differently. He's like, give me two weeks. And then Friday, this past Friday, they, they came out with new legislation that says, I'm sorry, new, new requirements saying, that masks, it, the onus is on the facility. So if it's not a hot spot, no masks. Mm -hmm. If there's an outbreak in something, hey, we're gonna request you. We're gonna require you that you mask up. So that's whoever's in charge of that specific yeah, facility. Yeah, yes, yes, and they'll still go off of CDC guidance. So mm -hmm. um, is it an absolute win? We're like, hey, we're getting rid of masks altogether. You know, it's not a perfect world. There's negotiations there, mm -hmm. um, but the secretary did a great job, I, I think, and getting this. You know, we're moving the pendulum where we want it to go. So explain the difference between the bills that we passed for, for seven trillion that just come in one bill, as opposed to what the the national debt is. Okay, so our uh, the, so the omnibus bill, or, well, it wasn't seven trillion, but we've over what, 1. This, this, this is one point seven trillion. Yeah. But this this current administration's taken up to a high, you know, below ten trillion dollars, right? Uh, the previous administration did a pretty substantial amount onto the national debt. So every time we pass a bill, and here's the problem that we're seeing. This is this is the problem that exists. Okay, make no mistake about it. We're here. It's not we're not at the cliff's edge, we're over it. We spend more as a country than we take in, either from our economy mm -hmm. locally or imports. Okay. Tax revenue and all that combined. Um, the numbers, you know, they kind of fluctuate, but we take in eight. Because that doesn't make sense to it, do that. No, it's 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 absolutely upside Who's down. Who's doing that? The Who's been doing that? If we oh, are okay, so we're here at thirty-one trillion. You and I just got in, brother. I yeah, well, no, no, no. <laughs> okay, and I, I, I really when like I you got to explain when to I, me. Yeah, when I talk to folks, I'm like, hey, look, no, I don't care about red or blue anymore. We're here. We're thirty-one. No we're thirty-one trillion dollars in debt. The problem is in front of us. That's I, a, I, we, I don't yeah, care we, right. which administration did it. Every administration added money. We ain't got time to figure that out. I think Clinton was the only one that didn't. Right back in he 90, balanced it. He balanced that sucker. It. He balanced I remember the that. Now, the with the debt and the debt ceiling because that's coming up. We've we've met our debt ceiling. What does that mean? So, <clears throat> imagine you have a credit card. You have a $5,000 spending limit on that credit card. If you go over it, you either have to call the credit card company and say, hey, I went over. I need you to extend my credit to $10,000 or you pay it. Right. Okay. We, for the past decades, have been increasing our debt limit from $10 billion to $20 billion to trillions to, to trillion, 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 all the way up to $31 trillion. And we're here and we hit it last month. Mm. Now, what we've, we as members of Congress have to vote on whether or not we're going to raise the debt ceiling. Okay. Now, you can have a slick debt ceiling where, hey, look, we don't want anything in return. We're just going to sign this. We're going to vote it in and we're going to increase the debt ceiling from, and I don't have the exact number, but it could be 35 trillion, it could be 40 trillion dollars. Okay. Because we have to pay our debt to whom? To, the American public to ourselves. To, yeah. Well, it, 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 the large percentage of it is to us in bonds in, in treasury bonds, which is the most secure bond there is because that's saying the American people, the American treasury bond is safe. It's secure. Mm -hmm. And if we don't pay it, the American public 
we don't pay the American public. We, we, but we own money around the world as well, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, it's broken down into percentages. The, the vast majority of the money owed out with the national debt belongs to the American public. So we're extending well, which is debt on ourselves. That's when, like, the stock market crashes and all of that kind of it, stuff. If it gets so, too how is it high, even real money? If we, like, if we're borrowing it against ourselves and we're the ones that don't have to pay it back, then then well, there there are folks out there that argue like, hey, we're never going to be in national debt because we can print our own money. You just can't do that. I mean, that's there has to be a standard. It, it's not. Right? It's not good business. Yeah, we just. It makes no sense to me. Some it makes sense to some people. But if we if we don't pay the national debt, if we I'm sorry, excuse me, if we don't increase the debt limit, like for me, when I vote, when it comes time to vote for this debt ceiling, I want something in return. Hey, you're going to have to decrease spending somewhere, and this is where you hear, hey, hey, what is it that we're going to take money from? What is it that we're not going to spend money on? And depending on what side of the aisle you're on, people are freaking out. I was like, oh, the, the Republicans are going to take Social Security, they're going to take Medicare, Medicaid, they're going to take stuff. Gone. They're going to take stuff already spent, right? No, that yeah. is that's called mandatory spending. That no matter what, no matter what, Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security, veterans, and financial services all get paid, and defense all get paid, period. They just do. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. And then you have what's called non-discretionary spending or non-mandatory spending, and that's social programs. That's things that we just could we the, we as the government send money out to the states to say, all right, here's 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 money. So and, our mandatory programs that get the money, do they set the price standard across the board? It's usually it's usually predicated off the previous year's number. In what regard? If DOD comes or Veterans Veterans Affairs comes in and says, "Hey, we need we need two trillion dollars mm, to protect mm -hmm. to cover everything for our veterans in 2022, in 2023 that's going to be the baseline," and then they'll say, "Well, we need 25 trillion. I'm sorry, three trillion this year." So do we have a baseline standard each year that the government sets that everyone can pick from before that starts happening? You know, ideally what it would be is every like year. this is how much we got. Every year, ideally every year, ideally, in my opinion, what, what needs to happen is every single department, every single appropriations needs to come to the government with a slick budget and say, and, and you have to, you have to yeah. lobby for your new, your, 
you're not you don't get twenty two trillion dollars again. Yeah, it doesn't right. make sense. You it get, would make more sense. I to thought be you needed the twenty two trillion to solve this one, this problem. That, like you shouldn't have to. I shouldn't even see your ass next year. Yeah, yeah. it would make so, more sense to actually have right? to have an accounting of what the money is going to. What do you mean come back? Well, here's unless there's defense or so, whatever. So we those need. books are closed. They call that's what they're called closed. So mandatory spending is closed. Nobody looks at them. It's Since just when? whatever comes. What year? I don't have that. I don't have that answer. It's been there for a while. Since before we was here. Oh yeah. <laughs> and what? Because we what, moved back what, what, we, brother. what talks? There's talks. Okay. Uh, and just hear me out here. I'm not saying this is definitive, but just, there are talks of saying, "Hey, look, let's open up the books on the mandatory side, and if there's something there that doesn't need to be there, let's let's cut it." Exactly. Okay. But you say that, and people on on the left will be like, "Oh, they're, they're cutting Social Security. That's why you need to vote Democrat." Oh, they're taking vet- like well, I was on a committee hearing uh, last Friday, and and one of the members said, "Hey, I want to show hands of all you veterans in the audience right now. There's like 250 of them. I'm like, I want to show hands in, in the audience right now. Who would be okay with uh, the government taking money away from your health care? Show of hands. Of course, nobody raised their hands. And then then the gentleman was like, "Okay, well, the Republican Party is going to take our credit, our, our spending back to 2019." So they're taking tens of millions of dollars away from you. I just want you to know that, which is not what we're doing. You know, I was almost tempted to say, hey, look, you know what? There's not a veteran in this room who would, would take a hit if necessary. I'm not saying it would happen, but if necessary, in order to see their country come back to center. You know, but I wasn't there. I was there in order to help the veterans at that particular time. So that's where this is where the politics comes mm-hmm. into it. Right. Well, and if we, so if, of- let me close it out. But if, if we don't. Like I, I want discretionary spending. I want, I want to see some, some, some spending taken away, right? And then if I need to vote for the debt ceiling, I'm like, okay, look, I, I'm okay with increasing the debt ceiling this much because we took away this many trillions or hundreds of billions of dollars. It, it needs to be said that if we don't increase the debt ceiling, if we don't do that and we default, that's a problem. That's a huge problem. To whom? To, to the American public, to the, to the global economy. Yeah. See, we still are the, the beacon on the hill, right? Our currency is still the global currency. We default, global currency could switch to something else. Yeah, our and then you don't, and if, if we default and we don't pay, we don't pay veterans. We don't pay Medicare, Medicaid, we pay Social Security. You know, it could get to that. Now, there are funding lines out there that cover down, but you, it, so who's here's the, the, here's the game. In charge of waste, fraud, and abuse. Here, there's, there's departments inside the government. So here's the games, right? Um, the Democrats, they did all the spending in the past four years, right? They, they, they've owned the House for the last four years, but Biden's been in office for two years. So this, de- this spending line is on them. But now we have the House. So it's our responsibility to pay the bills. Oh, they put you in charge of taking the money away from the kids. That's who the bad parent is, right? <laughs> kind of like that. That's yeah, what it feels like. Well, living yeah, in here of, is a freaking divorce. So there's house. there's the back and forth, right? That's how this happens. One parent throws a shitload of money at somebody to shut us up, and then the other one tries to make us follow the rules, and then the, the, those two cause chaos. Anyway, so it's not a. I, I don't look at it again. Like I said, I don't look at it as a red and blue problem. It's a problem. We have mm-hmm. it. We're here. There's a point in time we'll be paying more on our debt than we will. On the, on the interest of the debt. I'm sorry. We will pay more on the interest of the debt in the next five to ten years than we pay on our defense budget. Wow. And Y'all know how to fix that? We, there's, I mean, there's what do you a, need okay. up there? Is, is, it people, is the problem... So the, if you can... If you, there's gotta, the most brilliant people in the world have been watching DC for the last 240 plus years, right? And we're still in this 
we still have this problem. Now, COVID didn't help. The wars don't help. You know, there's there's problems that just pop up. They're like, oh, we didn't see this coming. Ukraine, right? We're spending, we spent billions of dollars over to Ukraine. That's a big source of contention. You know, I, I need, I, I'm a guy that says, hey, we need to have guardrails in place. We need to have some oversight to see where all this money is going. I'm not about reconstruction. Once this thing ends, when does it end? I mean, here's all these, all these questions that just. Isn't NATO supposed to do that? No. No? NATO's, I wouldn't. Nah, tell America, America. Yeah, they're, you know, they're supposed to, but America. I mean, what the hell? What the hell they do? America's big brand. Everybody's supposed to take two percent of their GDP, right? America's just in the past has paid. That's why. Well that's why America will always be around because our boys will always go scrap for somebody else. Yeah. Okay, so another question that I had was, um, since you've actually been there, what are some of the things that you? were surprised by that you were like, oh, I thought we could do that and we can't, or just something that threw you for a loop? <sighs> Let's see. I, uh, seeing it firsthand, and I don't mean this in a good way or a bad way, it's just a way, but seeing it firsthand, uh, the theatrics of Congress, when the camera's on, or we're on the floor, and you see it. You see the you see the podium, you know, and then they're in the committees, and they're just going back and forth with each other. And the, the, so, it, when I say theatrics, people will turn this switch on, and they'll become these these actors, you know, for their base and for the American public. And then when they walk off the floor, we're there, we're having a conversation like this. But it's a it's to a point now that. Like there's some members on the Democratic side that I, that are great people. Guy, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I like I enjoy hanging out with them. I enjoy social. I mean, chatting with them. Mm-hmm. But when they turn on, I leave. Yeah. And then when they turn the switch off, we have a conversation like we're having right now. How great is that though? It, <laughs> so I mean, so there, there are people. What's what you're dealing with? I don't look at them. Like there were some there were some members that I was like, man, I just I I I don't hate you, but I just I disagree with you so much. I just don't want to be around you. But they do that for their base. They do, they represent, they, that's why they keep getting elected because their base loves it. And they are absolutely, it's a competition. Which means we have that type of person here, which means you have to respect So it's my job. But do you think that that's healthy? That they're actually acting Uh, to their base? It doesn't matter. It's it's what they, it's what they do to get the point across. So let me be clear when I say, when they, when it's an act, it's it's this stage Mm -hmm. performance, if you will. But a lot of the members, again, do amazing things for their constituents mm-hmm. that don't have the same belief systems that we do here. You're right. I, I totally know? get that. Okay, so I don't look at now, and I've only been there for two months, but I don't look at them as like my, they're my competition. You know, right. if they're doing something amazing that's winning over, you know, a large majority of people to their side. I'm like, oh, I need to, I need to do that. You know, here I'm, I'm sitting here. It's like a brother or sister taking, running their house. They have to run notes. it their way. I mean, we're not here to decide that. That's, you're not supposed, I don't think you're really supposed to get along or, or, or love your, some other state's congressman, if they're not from your area, you can't disagree with them. You're not from that area, but it's got to be great to, to see that in action. Mm-hmm. Some other different, things Different that, rooms in this house. The power of the purse and the power of the pen was impressive to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, you literally can, you can, I can strike a law if I can get it through, it can change the course of history. Mm-hmm. You know, we've been doing that since I got out there. We're in the hundreds of bills that we push through. Um, none have made it to the president's desk, you know. <laughs> and, um, that that was an eye-opening experience. And your reach as a member, because you're elected by the people. Right. What's that feel like? It's, What's it's that feel like? Very, very humbling. Very, was, right? very, very humbling. Um, especially since we, grew, since we grew up here. Grew up here. here. You, you know? can't mess this up, big bro. Yeah, I know. <laughs> trying, trying my best. That, 
<laughs> I think but, about that every morning. Uh, just so you know, because when I was yeah, when <laughs> I was in how much blood, sweat, and when flesh I was appointee under the under Secretary Perry, you know, I, I was appointed by the government, but I'm elected by the people, mm-hmm. and so that's that's almost eight hundred thousand people that I speak for, mm-hmm. and that's very that's very powerful. I've never really understood this. Um, are your constituents the ones bringing you policy change mm-hmm. do you, i mean do you have people that actually because i've never in my life thought oh i'm gonna change this bill because i don't like it well like brian talley yeah remember we had him on the show mm-hmm. yeah um he's big big veteran advocate How about that dude he got his own legislation and he walked he literally flew to dc and and, riled, and wrangled up some members like i need help right and he got the tally bill passed, you know, and I've been chatting with him since I was a candidate. And even after the fact, he's, he's bringing me, he, he talks to so many veterans in our district and across the country, across, across, across the country. Mm-hmm. And he, I, I sat down with him a couple of weeks ago and he brought me a list of things like, this is what the veterans want. And I'm like, I got it. So I walk, I go to DC and I'm like, this is legislation we need to change right mm-hmm. here. I, that's what I was going to ask you, man, because the veterans, we're coming after them. Is it, how is it, you're in there? We're in there now. Well, I'm right? on the so I'm, veter- I'm on the Veterans Affairs Committee. Right. Yeah, real quick, will you name the committees that you've been appointed to? Sure, I'm on I'm on three committees and six subcommittees. So I'm on the House Armed Services Committee, which is DOD Defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, the two subcommittees for HASC House Armed Services Committee is Special Operations and, Intel- and Intelligence, which fits fits my background very well, and Cyber which I'm a total cyber geek. So two very, uh, very, it's a super B committee mm-hmm. and then two great subcommittees. My second committee is Homeland Security. I'm the I'm on border security for that one. I'm actually the vice chairman for border security. And then I'm on cyber as well for house, which great, it's great because I can talk back and forth the DOD mm-hmm. and we're kind of breaking those silos down. And then I'm on committee for veterans affairs. And the two subcommittees there are disability assistance and memorial affairs where I'm the chairman. Mm-hmm. and health. So I, I literally have the opportunity to touch everything. Like when, when Brian brought that, I was like, I got this. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm on it. So shield. Did you get that? It's basically <laughs> shield. <laughs> That's awesome. That's a lot this. to keep up with. Yeah. So you have you <laughs> strategic people, homeland intervention. People, people beat lobbyists up a lot, and I, and I get it because they just, you know. You know Explain Abra- what that is. Abraham, Abraham, Abraham Lincoln coined the word lobbyist because there was the people that would hang out in the lobby of his hotel and when he would come down they would just bum rush him and say we need this 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 and this and this and this is what we'll do for you mm-hmm. you know back in the day it was a lot different so lobbyist comes from abraham lincoln now what lobbyists do depending on let's just say you have an oil and gas company <clears throat> they'll have a lobbyist that will will come and meet with members and say hey look my company needs this this and this all right. And they, they go, they engage with you. Like mm-hmm. I'm, they're the voice. Yeah. Right. Can we, you know, this is the kind of legislation that we need that's concerning. This is what we need to, this is how we need to do a, We need to do an amendment for this. And that's what lobbyists do. Um, There's pretty I, good hustlers up there. Oh yeah. They're good, yeah. right? Yeah. A lot of them are former members. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 So they know, they know how they speak the language, you know, oh, they know wow. how to navigate. There the you halls. go. Right. There's something right there, man. Um, anyway, it just, you, I keep them at arm's length. Um, they're a great source like the Lockheed, like Lockheed Martin, you know, or um, Chevron or, you know, or, or, you know, an environmentalist group, mm-hmm. you know, will come in and say, hey, look, you know, this is really it's like, OK, let's take a hard look at this. Let's, let's see what we can do. I mean, the, every big organization has a team of lobbyists that work locally and in D.C. 
So let's say if something needs to get fixed so in your district, what stops you when someone walks in and says, hey, we need the roads fixed or the infrastructure, this road fixed right now? How does it, why does it take so long from the time it gets to you or to get passed down to get done? What gets in well, the there's, way there's multiple levels from state to federal. Right. And then I that's a big misconception that I wanted you to point out is a lot of people that elected you that are local, they think that you can fix a road here. Well, that doesn't that fall on it's a county. the county? It's, it's, if it's numbered, it's county. If it's a, if it's a name, I may be getting this backwards. If it's a number, it's a state. If it's a name, it's a county. What does that mean? Like if I-45 is a state, well, that's actually federal, but if it's, if it's 290 mm-hmm. or 2920, Text Dot works on that road. Right. Mm-hmm. If it's Buddy Riley, mm-hmm. that's county. Yeah. County Who's in charge is picking up the, the trash around <laughs> Marcus everywhere. wants to talk to them. Okay. <laughs> Whoever that is, you're going to be getting a visit uh, <laughs> from me. That would be Buddy call Riley, wouldn't one it? Day. <laughs> Charlie. I'm sorry, not Buddy Riley. I mean, sorry. call, call yeah. your elected officials. Charlie Riley. I'll, I'll I'm it. looking at it. <laughs> How's that feel? But here, let me, let, me, hey? let, me, let me dig into this for you. So federal funding, and the government will push out a, a certain amount of money that goes out to the states to help for federal like roads and bridges and infrastructure and whatnot. And how that works from the federal government, and I'm very, I'm very new at this, so if, if I'm... If I, if I don't get exactly right, everybody out there listening, don't don't beat me up too bad. I'm I'm still I'm still learning a lot. So at the federal level, they're gonna we'll, beat the dog shit out of us, man. Are you even kidding me? They'll push money. <laughs> they'll they'll push money down to the state, mm-hmm. and then when the state gets the federal funding, it's it has all of the counties in Texas will come to our state government and say we need this much money, mm-hmm. right? And then the state government will allocate funds down and into the state. And then how it's disseminated there, that's, you know, that's politics, one-on-one. Like Harris County, they get a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Polk County hardly gets any. So where my role comes in is I need to not, if I say, hey, if I'm fighting for federal funds to get to the state, I'm going to tell my state representatives, I'm like, hey, look, you need to take a hard look at Polk County or San Jacinto. You know, I get Harris County's got all the people and they're having these problems, but don't forget about us country folk out here. Right, and Harris County's roads are shit. Yeah, that was so. my question. How do the little people get maneuvered to get in there if you got the big lobbyists in the way of everything? That should be through the elected officials. I mean, every every single... That's the trick. That's the key shot, right? Every, everyone, the, and I tell everybody, it's like, hey, I, come talk to me. You got to tell, tell me. You know, work your state officials because they're there. I mean, it goes from actually your county chair, your, your, your party's leadership to your county, to your city leadership, to your county leadership. I'm talking everywhere from the mayors to the city council and then to the state representatives as your state senators. You need to talk to these people. I remember we were growing up and I saw Kevin Brady on the street. I was like, oh, that's Congressman Ken. I, I know exactly who the sheriff you, was. You're not allowed to talk to yeah. him. But that's not, that is absolutely backwards. You, you, the only way we know exactly what the people need is they come up and talk to us. Mm-hmm. Like I gave away my, my privacy rights the day that I was elected. I mean, no matter where I'm at or where I'm standing, if you got a problem, you're supposed to come up, man, you're supposed to address that with me so I can address it at my level and, and get and get information in, down and into, again, here, the district in order to help people. Mm-hmm. But it, it's challenging. Just, I mean, just the scope of what we're doing here and everybody's personality is different. Everybody has just a that's, tweak yeah, that's on how, what... That's the trick right there. Trying to... Trying to make everybody happy or getting everything for every, everybody is, is is very challenging. Right. That's where you got to know your community and who you put in there. You, you do. There is a straight shot. <laughs> what we're figuring out is like if you have something 
My favorite is when people complain about a road needing to be fixed, and then while it's being fixed, they complain. That it's being fixed. That it's being fixed. <laughs> and there's traffic. Okay, so we're always going to have them. Okay, that's a normal yeah. deal. But if like, you have something straight up, there is a line of people that you can go talk to that will get it done or, or should get it done as opposed to having to go out, spend a bunch of money. to get. That's not how it works. You already do that in your taxes. Well, one of the biggest challenges I feel like you would face is that you only have two years to do this. I'm already campaigning again. And you have, so you have my to election start campaigning. Is, my, my election is on the 5th of, of next year and I've only been a congressman for three months. I, I feel like that's unfair that you... Ha- you- no, it's brilliant. Yeah, Do to you keep think it that so? short, right? right? Absolutely. The, the founding fathers did a great because if I'm up there messing up, uh-huh. if I'm up there not doing the will of the base, uh-huh. they can get me. Because y'all got the money. That's true. It's like if someone's spending too much money too fast, gets rid of them suckers, man, right? Yep. Um, it's part of it. If you get if you're senators or that's that's there, kinda, there's that's, talks of kind of tweaking it, term limits. Well, I'm a term limits guy. Right? Mm-hmm. I'm all in term. I'm not gonna be I there. Agree. Yeah. Uh, I agree. Yeah. I say, give me my freshman year. Just let me figure out how to be a congressman and give me three terms. I'm gone. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. You have my word. Um, two years. It, it seems short and it feels short because you know, not only I'm out campaigning again, but I'm also representing district eight. I mean, how, but that's, get... that's, it's great. You know, and it, it's supposed to be hard. That's why you, and technically, I, how long I, you yeah, I don't complain. I don't complain. Everybody's, how's it going? Is it miserable? It's like, I would never complain about this job because I fought so hard to get it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like going. It's like going through bus to be right. a team guy. You know, why would you bitch, about, bitch it? about it? It's being, a volunteer program. Yeah, it's a volunteer. It has its challenges, but you know, that's the ones that are. If if you want it, if you want to represent your folks bad enough, and you prove to them that you're you're capable, they'll they'll, they'll elect you. And that's that's just that's, so. So that's battle it. rhythm wise, how long does it take you to? Because if it's every two years, you got to get elected. How long does it take you to get to know the system, like to even to figure out the routine? <laughs> that's got to be over a year, right? Yeah, Half a year. I, it, for me, for, I can't speak for other members. Everyone's different. For me, it, it's 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 still a very vertical learning curve. There's just so much. Because it's got to change just, every time something. New I'm just comes getting in. into my committee hearings and 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 time. It, so I get up every morning. I get up every morning at 4:40. I'm at baseball practice at 5:30. I'm back at the house at seven. I, my my first meetings at eight. I get home around ten thirty at night. I study till about two, and then I go to bed because I have to study for my committee hearings the next day. And the reason I'm able to do that is because we're up there from Monday to Thursday or Tuesday to Friday, so I can go on two two hours of sleep okay. for a couple of days and then come home and rest. Yeah. So just for the listeners. For them to understand your schedule and what this is, you're flying to D.C. from the Houston area, greater mm-hmm. Houston area, to D.C. on Tuesday mornings about? So this week it's Tuesday morning. Uh-huh. So I'll leave out early in the morning and I'll get and I'll get to D.C. right in the early afternoon. And then we're briefed up on the week. So my staff is there waiting for me. They let me know what legislation is going to be for that day and that week. They've already sent me all this so I can read what mm-hmm. we're – and I'm, I'm versed on it. And then we'll have votes that evening because it's a, they call it a fly-in day. So we'll vote around 7 o'clock, I think, that evening, that series of votes, and then we'll adjourn. And then the day starts. I usually have an event after floor votes, like a dinner or something. I'll have, I'll have somebody from the district in D.C., mm-hmm. uh, Chamber of Commerce, Lions, well, whomever, right? And they like to meet with their congressman in Washington, D.C. So I'll go out and have, I'll go out and have dinner with some folks, and then that'll, that'll drag all the way out. Well, again, it's about 10.30. Um, 10, 10.30, then I go home and read over the next day's hearings. 
and then crash out. I say, get up and then start the whole routine over again and then fly home on, like this week I'll fly home Friday night around mm-hmm. seven. Then, but, but, but then you have to do stuff in your district. So if we're on recess, like we were, <clears throat> if, if, I'm, if I'm home that entire week, mm-hmm. it's the same operational tempo as in D.C. Okay. So the district staff and everybody, and I'm going, you know, it takes four hours to drive across the district. Right. So I'm meeting with as many people as I can. You know, in D.C., I'm meeting with someone different from everybody every 15 minutes. And then depending on the committee meeting, it could be two and a half hours long, it could be three hours long, it could be 30 minutes. You know, yeah. Homeland and Hasker, those are some big committees, those are important committees. I travel, we, I, was at, I was in El Paso last weekend uh, at the border meeting with, uh, the committee went out there. So we were meeting with the, with the Border Patrol and National How Guard. How are they doing? They're struggling. I mean, the border's, the border's dumpster fire. So Hold it's, the line, boys. Yeah, it's, yeah God bless them, man. They're really How about everything that? they have. But that's okay. I enjoy, it's very, you know, it can be very structured. It can get loose. There's some members up there, they got one meeting a day, you know? Yeah. I, there's a lot of people that I've just heard feedback. They're like, oh, what a cush job to be a congressman. I'm like, bullshit. Yeah, no, He's same, man. Where are they from? I, yeah. I, I told, I promised everybody I was going up there to work. Yeah. There's a handful of us that have three committees and six subcommittees, and they're, they're aggressive. And being a chair one's even, you know, because you're, you're, that, that's yours. Yeah. And if, if you want it to be effective, you have to be you have to be there the whole time. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's exciting. I've, I got I've got to see things. Back, back back I get classified briefings again. You're back, especially being on the special ops subcommittee. You know, the special forces get, the spec op community comes briefs us. You know, we'll have classified briefings and like, all right, man, it's good to hear. We're I bet that's fun. It is. I'm the only SF guy on there too, so it, it's that's it's awesome. cool. Yeah, I'm really enjoying that. Is there anything in DC that you just have fallen in love with history wise or anything? It's very humbling to walk through the halls and through the Capitol itself. There's just so much history on the walls, so many statues. There's so many stories that go along with, Hey, such and such member. This is where such, such member was shot. This is such, such members. This is where this discussion happened. And you go into the, you go, you go, you stand right there where Abraham Lincoln had his desk. You know, every member of Congress was right, was right there. When we walk onto the house floor, I mean, it goes a date. There was the guy that broke in, came in with a gun and fired two rounds off, you know, and then they, they, the bullet holes are still, they left the bullet holes there. And a desk, right? And a desk and then the ceiling. Yeah. And just taking all that in, it's not, ne- you never go to work. It's like being, like, you never go to work and do the same thing twice. Sure. And you just I remember while look- you were up there waiting for you to get sworn in, I started, you know, wandering around a little bit, around the hall, <laughs> trying to poke my nose into some of them places that I probably shouldn't belong. And the staff's great. Like people who actually own, work the city, work the veins of the city, that's what I like. I'm glad you're up there now because that's what I'm gonna get to know. I walk, I walk eight to ten miles a day underground. Is King Darius with you? Is there a um, you know, Darius? Remember, I ran into him. I told you the secret. You can pull this part out. The Secret Service dude when I went poking into the speaker's office. I thought you said you knew him. Maybe tell me. Big tall black guy, Darius. Yeah. Oh, for the he's for the, he's for the speaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. cafeteria where do y'all eat there are a couple of cafeterias and you can get to the senate side and the congressional side all underground mm. and both sides have 
amazing cafeterias. There's a subway. There's stuff to eat, right? So but, you can get to your office to the Capitol underground? Underground. There's a train. Oh, wow. There's actually a train. I don't ever take take it, but there's a little tram underground on both sides. How it, far How far does that web kind of spread out underground? Like, how far can you actually travel? You know, buddy, I don't, like I said, I do 8 to 10 miles, and that's me going from the three congressional office buildings, Rayburn, Longworth, and Cannon, and then over to the Capitol for uh, votes and back. It, I, you know, I don't know. That's probably, that's a great trivia question because it, it. I found myself in places before. I'm like, how? What? What, what is this? That's crazy. You know, they have a carpenter shop underneath the Capitol. They rebuild all the furniture, so they don't outsource it. It's all built in underneath. Oh, that's the cool. Cap- yeah, that stuff. I'm talking about like the hidden yeah. stuff that's been around for since it's been around. George Washington's sarcophagus is underneath the Capitol dome. It's it's in this very unassuming little staircase. You walk in and. There's a sarcophagus that's covered by this black cloth. No sign, nothing. There's no signs or anything. And it, he's not there, but his casket is there. Gosh, it's like St. Peter uh, yeah. underneath uh, the Vatican. But you could um, spend. That's cool. And I try to take a mental note when I'm walking around just because things I haven't seen before. I'm like, okay, that, I need to find out what that is. Um, but just, I mean, that's our nation's history right there in one building. And you, you just, it's crazy. Okay, so speaking of campaigning, why does each congressman have to raise so much money? That's another great point. Because of the aggressiveness of social media, because of the aggressiveness of media itself, the more that you're seen on TV, radio, flyers and mailers in social media the better chance you have of touching every single person in your district, as well as raising that capital and TV. That's all so expensive. So you have to raise the money in order to buy the ads. So most, you would say most money from the campaign is, is put. A large majority of that, that you raise for your campaign sign is to pay for your campaign staff, Mm -hmm. campaign director, your field directors, the ones that are helping you. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, navigate the district as well as yes, the media's and the, and the flyers and the mailers and the, the 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 yard signs, yeah, and everything that goes into it, which is a lot. And it it it's I mean it's it's numbers. It's it is a numbers game. It's statistically those who spend an exorbitant amount of money just to get that word out. And you see the commercials on TV. There's so much money spent. On. Like there were so many commercials that are just bashing people. Yeah. Right? That, as your sister, <laughs> that was probably the hardest thing for me is to see all the mailers that were blatant lies. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, But it's, how can there ever be some sort of law put into place that it has to be a fact check to, to be printed or put out in media? Pretty sure there's something in the Constitution that says you can <laughs> freedom of speech is... But that's so shitty. I, that, something in the Bible says don't bear false witness, though. Yeah. I I just want to put it out there for all of our listeners. When you get a mailer in or things that you say on TV, they could be looking you straight in the eye and telling you a straight-up freaking lie. And that was the hardest thing for me <laughs> um, during your campaign is seeing just people – Lie. Even on social media, and there were a couple of times where I 
sent back, you know, you don't know your facts, just check your facts. And Marcus is like, don't waste your time on those people. I, like, I, I, I mean, it doesn't I, stir us up. You pay any attention to it. It, it. I mean, it doesn't affect me and my brother. We grew up, everybody trying to kill us and talking down to us. We're, we're prepared for that. I, We've already been trained for that. I know. So that, that smack and all that talk. I think a lot. I think... The, our our district appreciated. I never went. I never got in the mud with anybody. Yeah, we don't have to do that. The worst thing that I ever saw was one of your competitors, um, or not competitor, but what do you call it? Uh, one of the other candidates. candidates yeah. That's just and hey, that's, if somebody's got to tell you what's bad about us as opposed to what's good about them, think about that because everybody that we grew up, we grew up here. Yeah, everybody knows exactly. And, who I, and I've what run we into. Are. I ran into my my. I ran into three of my opponents. Um, two actually the other night. Very cordial, man. You know, hey, good to see you, man. How you, how you been? Mm -hmm. And um, well, if I could, I would smack one right across the face. Yeah, I don't know. That's all right. <laughs> like, hey, fight. that is that we is. We only fight men. <laughs> you know, I don't remember that. That's another thing when you're up there with the members that that just go through this grueling campaign cycle. They just get killed. Mm -hmm. You know, it just takes so much so much of a toll on them and their families, and then they're there. Yeah. Right. You. It is so hard to get up there. It yeah. is. I mean, you you earn it. I don't. You earn the right. Well, they say to in order for a, for it to become a great man in front of your people, you have to be humiliated by them. It happens every day. No, I'm saying That's we're the best, going, we're going through that phase right now. First, I, we had to bleed people, for him. Now we got to go as, through this. As an elected official, that people will walk right up to you and tell you exactly what they think about you. <laughs> I do appreciate that. Isn't that great? God bless America campaigning you <laughs> didn't participate in that negative like never bashing went, never went, never and, went and, no. and not telling lies about other people i think that i don't know any i think that really helped you in your campaign I don't know any damn too. Lies about people i mean who who, who, who does it <laughs> they just make shit up they literally made shit up um and i actually heard from a couple of people that said that they changed because we were working the um polls at the elementary school and a couple of people came up to me and said, I changed my vote because Morgan didn't um, participate in the bash talking. Yeah. The candidate that I was going for, I saw that person bashing other candidates, and I I don't like that. And so I changed my vote to Morgan. And I was, that made me happy. I was up doing that when we got in high school. Mm -hmm. Our mentality, it translated very well into the, the actually the elected life. I don't, and our, again, I'll go back to our first town, town hall. I don't deflect questions. I go if somebody wants to go into a rabbit hole, I'll go. I'll crawl down in there with them. Mm -hmm. You know, my staff was like, "Man, no, don't do that." You know, you, but I I stood up there, took it on the chin, and answered the questions, and I answered them to in, in, in exhaustion is and because people want to know, and I I kept telling them like, "Hey, look, I'm here to provide you with all the information I have from Washington D.C. You know, and I'm giving it to you straight, unfiltered." I'm not trying to change your opinion about anything. I'm just telling you what I've learned for you so I can share that with you. It's my job. Mm -hmm. We're trying to do it y'all's way, but in our style. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, that's just what you put somebody I'll up to. Do my best to never ask a question off a question somebody asked me. Um, because I'm not scared to say, I have no idea what you're talking about. I, but I'm, yeah. I've got me and my staff and I'll dig into that. And I th for me, I'm hoping that that's going to get me reelected mm -hmm. for you know a couple more terms and then... I'm out. So, you know, we'll see. It's it's politics. Anything can happen. Yeah. Wow. It's definitely a different world now, man. I, you know, whatever. We are so <laughs> proud of you. Yeah, I mean, great job, bro. Up there. Yeah. You know, earlier you mentioned uh, you have softball practice in the morning. 
Baseball. <laughs> baseball practice. Yeah, I know it's, 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 it's not softball, man. It's, yeah, so I actually I tried out for the so congressional baseball ball, huh? team. Cool. It's, it's baseball, baseball. Baseball. What? Uh, so is it just a bunch of congressmen on? Yep, congressmen and senators. It's a big deal. They play, it's on TV, right? Oh, yeah. It's a huge deal. It's just one game, though, One right? game. We, yeah. we, we've practiced all year for one game. Really? It's June 14th this year. Who's in charge of the Democrat team? I need them to know I need a jersey so I can be on the other side. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so whoever's running that side, this is brother, find me. Because I'm on some fun with this. <laughs> you Republicans are in some trouble yeah, so when I show up. Yeah, that would be like my worst guys, fear so. to see you in a Democrat On third baseline. <laughs> Heckling my brother. It's the only time I'm ever going to do that, man. I know, but golly, that, that's more painful to me than it is your own brother. So it, it is Republicans versus Democrats. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. That's yeah, yeah. crazy. Yeah. Oh, you're going. I'll be there. I feel like we all need to be going. there. Yeah. Yeah. We're gonna have the whole family. Yeah. Right? Is it uh, all our boys at the National Stadium? Crew. At National Stadium. That's that's, that's a big deal, right? Yeah, Playing on Major awesome. League Ballpark. Ooh. How about that? And so we are practicing. What position? We, I'm catcher. With them badass knees of yours. Huh? <laughs> there you go. Hey. Good thinking, Republicans. I tell you what. Um, so first practice the other day, and the coach was like, "Hey, you ready?" You ready to take it down to second? And I'm like, absolutely. So he lays down a short bunt, and I come out, come out from behind the plate and grab a hold of that thing. That's 120 feet. I know how far it is. <laughs> I remember. And, how about uh, you, Major League it, Tom Berenger? No, I got <laughs> it. I mean, I, the first one there came out strong. <laughs> quite strong. It came out, I'd say quite strong. And then uh, maybe the second or the third one started to – I got a, I got a bounce it. in there. <laughs> and about the fifth one, man, I had to throw it so high in the, in the air to get it out the second. Long ball it. And uh, like it came firing from a damn bow. I was telling, I was like, <laughs> I was, yeah, I had to tell I'm him. I'm definitely him. heckling somebody when we get over like, there. Hey man, I haven't thrown a baseball since uh, like <laughs> That's 25 awesome, years. <laughs> you guys got to give me some warm up time here. Like, Freaking yeah, no, everybody's because they because it is you know I'm probably one of the younger guys on the team. So the coach was like, That's hey, disturbing. y'all don't do nothing to hurt yourself. We're not running the bases. <laughs> We're not sliding. We're not doing anything like that. Think about that, man. Y'all need to start recruiting young bloods <laughs> for these baseball games. That's what this is all about, right? You know, even Who's the Cong- coach? Oh, Roger Williams from, from Texas. Okay, so a congressman is the, is the coach. coach. Yeah, and he is die. He's awesome, man. He is a die. I mean, he's like, hey, you're going to be here if I practice starts at 6, and I don't mean warm up. I mean, we're throwing at 6 o'clock. Well, I hope you get your brother a jersey because he's going to feel real left out if I'm not going to be left out. I'm going to be right there in it. Don't worry about it. They're going to know who I am. Maybe hiding behind the plate is a catcher yeah. one. <laughs> we might switch halfway. Y'all know, have, y'all know nothing. You've got to have knee surgery on April 25th. You could have left that part out. Okay. <laughs> yeah, well. That's for the <laughs> that's, but that's Okay, so... Just so you know, that allows being on the on the team allows me to meet so many of the other members. Right, and it also that's where you get to know build, it builds up relationships right? like with the other side too because it's a sport. Right, mm-hmm. that's the best. That has to be I love like, that. I love y'all that. have to eat together. That is nice. You know what I'm talking about? It's great. You know? Who was me and you talking? Like if we ever get sent back to war, at thirty, y'all need to go over and rotate on deployment. That's a good idea too. I don't know. But there's there's basketball team. There's the baseball team. There's the where golf, do they play golf at? hockey. Because a hockey tennis, team, ooh, that yeah. golf would be nice. Yeah, there's a hockey team too. Come on, 
I'm gonna play on that one. There's, on. It, I, I, I think there's a flag football, but I, if it was full pad oh, tackle, dude, I was, dude, man, I was like, oh, man. Man. are you kidding me? There's not. It, it's flag. It's not full full pad. It ought to be mandatory that they have to play <laughs> football because yeah, I got to pad up. That's when I was really pulling, Male and female. pulling for Herschel Walker. I was like, oh, bro, man, if we could have got him in there, man. Just, are you are you gonna do any of the other sports? I don't have time. Are all of them just one game a year? Like practicing up for one game? Uh, no, I think they have more. Because ours is such a – it's on national stadium, so ours is kind of a mm-hmm. – that's the big Biggest deal. It's just one, that one big game for y'all, right? That's it. It's one. Yeah. Yeah. I'd ESPN be on the Curtis. golf team. I mean, that would be fun. I don't know. Yeah, but they, they play – on the weekends, they probably um, play a lot more. And I'm home with Leslie and the boys, and y'all. Yeah, I just that's my. I, no, you got the right one with the, with the baseball thing. I well, no, baseball's that'd awesome. Be, yeah, that'll be I, fun. How about that too, man? In the history book, because you know we, our people record this, bro. Oh yeah, you know what I'm talking about. So you got us in there and oh, on yeah. the baseball. Well, the last name. <laughs> I, I just, hey, that's kind of a big deal, man. Uh, I'm well, your I, biggest fan. So now. I played <laughs> softball out of college into in the military and the unit. Hitting a baseball is a lot different, boy. It took a while for my bat to wake up, and finally I was like, oh. Aha, here it is. We're practicing every day. Well, as Strike a baseball out. mom, I'm super excited. Hunter played baseball literally his whole life. So Let's get it. Makes me very excited. I'll be your coach whenever you come down to Texas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I need somebody to somebody get Roger Clemens online. <laughs> you know what I I'm need? I need somebody. One of our I need somebody to pitch to me so I can work the plate. I got I'll tell you. you. Call Roger. <laughs> <laughs> every person we've ever met over our life never called in one favor. This might be it. Yeah. So Greg Stu- look like no fool. Greg, Greg Stubby's our he's our <laughs> ringer right now. Yeah, I'm gonna I'll do my best. Stubby Gre- is Greg Stubby's our ringer. Yeah, he's he's our pitcher. Him and August Fluger, like they're our pitchers, but Greg got hurt real bad. Um. He fell out of a off a ladder out of a tree and he's broke. Oh, I saw that on the should have got that leaf filter. So I've been I've been texting. Okay, so we, I've we been texting. I was like, hey, we need you. We need a pitcher then. Somebody run from for office. And uh <laughs> who's a good pitcher? I I I got on I got on the mound and was Throwing, I was like, man, I hope you guys don't ever need me. But so, who else is on the team? Oh, uh, so we again, we had our first practice the other day. Let's see here, Jake Elsey. Oh, oh nice. Yeah, he's our right fielder. Uh, Kat Kamick from Florida. Okay, she's the one that freight trained that Democratic catcher last year. If y'all heard about that, I mean, like plugged him. Oh my gosh, <laughs> yeah. how funny. Yeah. <laughs> Roger Williams, Kevin Brady was a diehard. And um, so that's why Scalise yeah. is a second baseman. He's so, August Fluger. Dude, he's so diehard. He took a bullet for it. Love yeah. that man. Uh, Joni Ernst comes out. Oh, wow. nice. Senator, cool. Senator Ernst. She's, yeah. a, she's so great. She okay, seems so the, like she's The senators, can, can they come in and play? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, yeah, it's a House of Representatives, so it could be upper. Oh, roger chain. that. How fun. My gosh, I love all that. All the Texans, they're not playing? Not all of them. What the uh, Judge Moran came out from over from Tyler. I was trying to get Wesley to come out. Crenshaw, Crenshaw plays soccer. He plays soccer? Yeah, Crenshaw plays soccer. Good job. Well, because he grew up down in, what, Mexico or something? I uh, no. Spent a lot of time down there. Let's see, who else? I'm embarrassed. I can't remember everybody's names out no, there. No, we're not going to put you on the spot. That's enough. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> that's awesome, though. Yeah, I love the camaraderie like that you have to do something together where you're having mm-hmm. fun, and it's not just this yeah. at-your-throat um, thing. Well, good. Well, so for campaigning, what do you think is the best part of campaigning and what's the worst part? Oh, the best part is you get to meet so many people. Like, I would never got to meet half the people that I 
got in front of if I wasn't out running the roads. Yeah. So a lot of people showed up while we were away. Yeah. And it's, it's back to how it was when we were kids, right? We could, we could point out who lived in each house. Uh, well, I'm not that good yet, but, you know, because it's normally... Who's your daddy and what does he do? It's normally large, large, because I'm one guy trying to get in front of 800,000 people. Mm-hmm. So the best I can, I try to I chat, try to do my best to chat with everybody. And that's a lot of fun because there's so many different stories, so many different yeah. personalities, so many different just kind of people out there in our in our district. Luckily, from here, I know a lot of people as well, mm-hmm. and there's a degree of separation so it, there's people come up like, hey, I'm, I'm buddies with Robert Walker. Oh, okay, yeah, yes, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. I'd say the hardest part about campaigning is it's, it's 24-7. Yeah. You have to be switched on when you're out, outside regardless. And it's, it's, a, it's a grind. I mean, whoever campaigns the hardest, knocking doors, making phone calls, going to all the events that you can, sun up to sundown, breakfast, lunch, brunch, and dinner, and then, you know, mid-rats. And you're trying to get everybody to believe in you. Yeah. And that can be challenging. Because it's such a diverse, it's such a, politics is so, so diverse. Even, even in our district, because we have Harris County now, and I lost Harris County in the election. Oh, you did? I did. I didn't realize that. Yeah, so I won Polk, San Jacinto, Walker, and Montgomery. I won those, but I lost Harris County. Now, Harris County is not like Livingston. It's not like Point Blank. It's not like Conroe or Willis, mm-hmm. Waverly, Huntsville. They're not like they don't like those folks out there, uh, and so I have to be able to. You know, I got to lead it all, so I got to speak the languages. What know. part of here? Like, if you were Cypress looking at and a map, so Cypress. So if you go ninety nine down to six, mm-hmm. it takes six over. I'm sorry, ninety nine down to ten. Mm-hmm. Take ten over to six and come back up. Okay. That's that's the flank on that side, and then we have just a fraction of Katy. Like, not even the town. So you're talking about the main election, you lost that. The main general election, we right. lost Harris County. Okay. We did. Yeah. Unfortunately. I'm sure we're, we're fighting. We're down we're there. But you won all the others. I did. So with Katie, do you have any of Fort... Uh, uh, Fort Ben, uh, that's Mr. Nails. Okay. Um, okay. And then you go all the way, your most northern part is... Huntsville. Huntsville, but you go east really so far. So we actually, there's a little horseshoe around the university, the town. So if you make the horseshoe around the town, east and west, I go all the way up to 30 and out. Mm-hmm. And I go, and then all the way, the, all of San Jacinto and Polk County. Okay. So all the way out to Livingston is my furthest east town. Yeah. And then south is 1488. I lost the woodlands to uh, Mr. Crenshaw. Oh, yeah. So 1488 North okay. is mine. When I drive, to, when we drive to Louisiana, we take that back road, mm-hmm. um, like, to Leesville. And we, like, all the way through Woodville and... Um, I love that drive. It's Dr. Babbins area. Yeah, and, well, there. we see your signs. We go up to, we go all the way out to, to the, right there on the edge of Polk County. Okay, yeah, it's... It's awesome when we're driving out there. I'm like, oh, wait, Oregon's all the way out here. Yeah, long way. Yeah. yeah. It's fun because the majority, like all of Montgomery County, so Montgomery, Magnolia, and then Conroe Willis, that's where we grew up. Mm-hmm. And then Huntsville's where we went to school, New yeah. Waverly. Um, Everything. Fishing and hunting out in Polk County, out in Livingston. Mm-hmm. The Alabama Cushata tribe. Yeah. Is in my district, and I, they're great. I, I, I we drive right past oh, that yeah. entrance yeah, to that. They're great. Um, I was out there not too long ago. It's a great, very, it's a, I call it a hybrid district, mm-hmm. you know, because we have the Harris County on 
uh-huh. uh, with us now. So I have to um, I have to realize that, and I, I you know I have to explain because I represent right right. So I have to explain. I'm a very Christian conservative guy. I mean, like I'm I'm not the hardest right guy in Congress, but I'm 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 right a middle. Uh, Harris County's not like that. Yeah. You know, and they have four hundred thousand voters. They have the largest voting base in the district. In your district, in the you district, four hundred thousand of Harris County. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Mm-hmm. Well, um, so when does that kick off? I already started. You already started doing campaigning. That? Yeah, that's what this is. I started. Yeah, I started. I started campaigning the day after I got elected. But if I mean, we're a year out, March fifth. Okay. So do you have to do a primary again? That is it. Yeah. Oh my. You're primary every year and a general. Oh. But my we're God. we're a primary district, so that's the election for us. Yeah. Oh goodness, that sucks. That's the worst part about it. Yeah, it's all right. Inundate myself with work, and you know, if I win, I win. If I lose, I lose. There's somebody better than me in there. If somebody they want more than me, then yeah. Hey, I'll support them. Hope it's not the case. But. Somebody to find something else harder to do. Yeah. Thank you for coming on today. We just wanted to hear you. Yeah, proud of you, big bro. Yeah, we're proud of you. Too. And Appreciate it. Thank you. How can we support or kind of keep up with what you do? Is there any any? Uh, oh yeah. Um, channels or yeah, so my official facebook instagram is um rep latrell rep latrell <laughs> tx okay rep latrell tx uh-huh. um and campaigning it's mojo at morgan latrell and then your uh website is just morganlatrell.com mm-hmm. and that's how people can donate we had so many people ask us we want to Mail a check to Morgan or we want to, I'm like, just go to his website. It has all of the information on there. If you want to mail a check, if you want to donate online or whatever, Um, if you buy a shirt, it goes towards campaign money, right? If you buy it from the website, so. The merchandise is good too. Yes. Yeah, check we, out did, we, we didn't, we didn't yeah. jump it up. Oh, yeah. Hunter's a model on your. Uh... <laughs> yes, <all right. laughs> We're going to have some fun with this, man. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you, everybody, for listening in. We'll see you next week.